0: Mm. (laughs) Wonderful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's what they call high praise. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That was an outpouring of praise in the (laughs) mid-heavens. You get to do that every day. That's how you stay super energized in every way. Cultivate a lifestyle of praise. Praise changes the place. Your praise changes the atmosphere. Enter his courts with praise hallelujah enter his gates with thanksgiving glory to god we just thank you for your gates we praise you for your courts we worship you on the throne in our hearts the holy ghost said his people are the throne room of the heavenly jerusalem you are the throne room within the heavenly Jerusalem. Your bodies are the temples of the throne, of the Holy of Holies. And it's getting cultivated in the center of you for a personal outpouring of power, majesty, honor, glory, wisdom, splendor, dominion and might. And it's going to be A heavenly sight. (laughs) It's gonna blind them with light. It's gonna end night. It's gonna make things right. Make you fishers of men, and the fish will bite. I was reading a meme today on Facebook and it says you're always gonna have haters because. You catch more fish than them. On. <laughs> and on the fishing trip to Canada recently, I caught the biggest walleye out of everyone. Won the whole tournament. Five pounds, 26 inches, and that's no exaggeration. It was a whopper. It was, it was magnificent. Very, very cool. Just thank you, Lord, for all the biggest, best stuff in the realm of the natural to be added unto the biggest, best glory in the realm of our hearts. Seek first the kingdom of India, and all that stuff will be added unto you. There's a greater glory with your name on it. It's a greater glory. The Holy Ghost was speaking to me today about 2 Corinthians chapter 11 that the entire purpose of ministry the teaching of the word of God the building up of the bride of Christ the maturing of your spirit with grace it is for God's people with each session of ministry tonight's praise session tonight's preaching session. Each time you have with the Lord is to purify you. Time spent with God purifies the soul. Amen? The more time you spend in His presence, the more time you spend in His power, the more time you spend in His light and His glory, the purer and purer you get. And that is the promised land of purity. Purity is your promised land sexual purity mental and thought life purity now the apostle paul says for i am zealous for you with a godly eagerness and a divine jealousy for i have betrothed you to one husband to present you as a chaste virgin to christ paul says the entire purpose of his ministry and all the New Testament writings that you read and call your Bible is to present believers as a chaste virgin bride to one husband, Jesus Christ, in the heavenlies, in the glory, in the glory. So, all ministry is to judge and cleanse the thought life within. The Word of God comes forth ferociously to devour the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So tonight we ask that the Word of God would come forth like a lion, a jealous lion lion a hungry lion a divine lion of the tribe of Judah and devour everything in our hearts that's not chaste and virgin all the immorality in the bloodlines in the flesh the lust the eyes I've been asking the Holy Ghost Isaiah chapter 6 in the year you Uzziah died I saw the Lord high. I saw him high. And that's when the ch- the seraphim came with the fire. When he saw him high. <laughs> Amen? It's exactly what it says. High and lifted up. And then the seraphim comes with the fiery coal. Touches my lips. Oh, what was me? Uh, Actually, high is me. Uh, because the same highness was shared with him as he saw it. As he saw the Lord high. The Father... Sharing is caring shared the same substance with him to get his son down on earth high with him in the heavenlies and he was caught up. He was raptured by the seraphim by the fiery coal by the impartation of the fire of God. And we ask for these fiery coals into our eye sockets into our senses. The Word of God, come with seraphim and fiery coals tonight and burn up our five physical senses for a greater height in heavenly delight, a greater elevation in the Spirit that we have not known before, a greater clarity, a greater wisdom in that realm, a greater ability to reign there. You got to be on the mountain, and the Bible says be there. When you're there on the mountain, that means begin to reign there. To be there is to reign there. To establish an elevation in the Spirit and take territory in the Spirit. That's why the demons are always angry at you. And people that practice sin have demons in them and they're always frustrated with you. They can never be happy with the person going from glory to glory because they're destroying all the works of complacency. All the works of religiosity, all the works of immorality, all the works of the devil getting slaughtered by the Father in us doing these works, getting higher and higher in the glory attire on fire. Just say, On fire, fire. amen. We need it, we need the fire. You guys know where to find the fire? Yeah. In the Word. Oh. It's nowhere else. Oh. The Word is the container of the fire. Holy. If you're not in the Word, just forget it. You'll never have fire. When you're in the Word, you have fire. What, it, what did it take? The seraphim came with… What's a fiery coal? Holy. A container of the Word. <laughs> it was the glorification of the Word that touched where his lips to speak. The prophetic. The speaking of fire is prof- prophecy and the prophetic. If there's no fire in our tongues, tongues of fire, there is no word of God in us. If our tongue is full of fire, if our words are containers of glory, because we have a circumcised heart, because we're getting burnt up as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable. You know, holiness is fire. How holy you want to be, how much you want to burn. To burn, that means you give up stuff in you to fire. Wood, hay, and stubble is what the heart, brain, and bones are. I'll test all believers' works in fire, the Bible says. Whether they be wood, hay, or stubble. Wood is bones. Hay is brains. And stubble is hearts. Amen. The Bible says the fire will test all men's hearts and reveal all men's hearts as stubble. The only thing that's going to remain is the rock-solid Word of God written on your spirit. That's silver, that's gold, and that's gemstones progressively building up your spirit. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with your spirit. The transfiguration of your spirit is the glorification of God in you. God is in you, God is with you, he's in your spirit. You have to grow in God's spirituality. You have to awaken hearts. Paul says, I preach to awaken spirits. Hearts, I preach to awaken your spirit to conquer your brain to consume your brain into your spirit <laughs> if the preaching of the word is not building up the spirit and it's soul food goat food dog food flesh food religious food we're workers of the enemy or workers of iniquity it's all strange fire unless the spirit be built up and the only thing that builds up the spirit is today's bread from heaven Give us today our daily bread. That's why it can't be pre-rehearsed. That's why you can't come with 10 pages of notes and say, oh, this is what God said. No, it's a now word. It has to be spontaneous. The Spirit is blowing fresh and new always. No one can catch the Spirit. The Spirit is always new and is always saying something new. And you have to be prophetic in order to speak what the Spirit of God is saying today. Every day I make my soul a sail to catch the wind of the Spirit and do the best I can to channel what the Spirit's saying every Joel's Bar since 2008. That's all I've done. That's all we're supposed to do. That's all he asks us to do. Is to speak his word today, the Daily Bread. (laughs) Nothing rehearsed. I'm not coming with the book. I'm coming with the glory. We're coming with the fresh, hidden manna. We're coming with riches and glory. We're coming with what the Holy Spirit's saying now, the now word. And it's not based on reactions to what the enemy's doing in politics. (laughs) It's not based on anything of the natural realm. The glory realm's building like Jerusalem of old and Nehemiah. He'd be building and the enemy just be distracting. If you're building. They're distracting. And now many people are caught in between the building of the heavenly Jerusalem, the building up of the bride of Christ to become a mature priest, and all the distractions of what the devil's doing on the earth. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth whose eyes are on Satan because then they're going to magnify Satan by looking at Satan whatever your eye hooks into multiplies our eyes must be fixed on Jesus the author and the perfecter of what your spirit the author and the perfecter of your spirit which is faith the perfecting and the developing of the spirit is going from glory to glory you can't have your eyes on things below but as you rise to things above you get better at things below there's an excellence they'll say this is of a heavenly kind you have an excellence you're a mountaintop person your skills are incredible Anyone who grows and develops and perfects their spirit in the word of God is the best at all things in the realm of the natural, 100% of the time. You don't get set apart to just be lazy slobs and have no skills and just, you know, oh, I claim it in the word, brother. Oh, I'm good in the word. No, you're delusional. You're delusional because you don't have any practical skills working. There's no gifts working. You have all gifts working with the seven torches blazing. All of them. The seven spirits of God is the, the fullness of the giftings of God the Father's ability. And I think God the Father is probably perfect at everything. So a person walking in the seven Spirits of God that has an intimate relationship with the Lord is getting better at everything they do every day. It's a discipline, a discipleship, what? To get better. Not to get bitter. To get better. We're always getting better at everything. We're learning how to communicate. The Holy Ghost has reminded me of three years in Bible college. He had me serving tables so that I could get better in my communication skills to talk with every type of person on planet Earth. I worked at Old Spaghetti Factory for three
1: years.
0: (laughs) My sophomore and junior and senior year, 2002 to 2005, and I learned more serving tables than I did in Bible college because it was real. Because if you can't communicate with everyone and you're just all locked up inside and quirky and goofy, just forget it. You don't have a ministry yet. Because you don't have wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to communicate the mysteries of heaven. Paul says the same thing when I am all things to all people in hopes of saving some. I'm one thing up here at Joel's Bar, but but get me one on one outside of the stage and I'm just whatever you need that's what the servants of all that's what the prophets are like it's not like this all the time this is a corporate setting so you just get the whole super dome over planet Earth you just get the big picture here individually it's completely different ministry if you've been around us at all you know that's true it's just constant building up constant ministry constant one-on-one and it's always different depending on the person and God is individual to you because He's a husband to you. Your Redeemer shall be your husband, it is written. The eagerness and the divine jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband to present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But now I am fearful, lest that even as the serpent beguiled Eve by his cunning, so your minds may be corrupted and seduced from wholehearted and sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For you seem readily to endure if a man comes and preaches another Jesus than the one we preach. Or if you receive a different spirit from the spirit you once received or a different gospel from the one you then received and welcomed you tolerate all that well enough (laughs) he's saying what is keeping you from the chaste virginity is the false Jesuses and the false holy spirits that's what he's saying the false teachers are blocking you from the transformation of your souls it is written this is what we need to abstain from is earthly Christianity. A lot of people getting delivered from second heavens Christianity. Now this is what you need to see basic elementary revelation on to save your souls from false Jesuses and false Holy Spirits that the Bible says will keep you from marrying one husband, Jesus Christ, and will keep you from the promised land of purity. This is how Christians don't make it. And sadly many don't because 200 million fallen angels all pretend to be Jesus to you all pretend to be the gospel to you and all pretend to be the Holy Spirit to you and how do you know the soul remains intact the self-consciousness and the self-awareness remains intact the animal is not sacrificed any Jesus that keeps the animal the heart, the brain, the bones, the wood, the hay, the stubble of the human nature intact, you have a false gospel. The cross kills it all. It kills it. It crucifies it. One Jesus, the true husband called the Lamb of God, and we are the bride of the Lamb, which means we're married to the cross. To be the bride of the Lamb, means to be the bride of the cross of his crucifixion. If the cross is not your husband, you're not married to Jesus yet. Take up your cross and follow me and you will be my bride, it is written. Disciples are brides. Amen. You're only wearing marriage garments if you have the cross. No cross, no marriage garments, just forget it. It's just a false Jesus, a false gospel every single time and they'll have bad results. That's why they're still selfish. That's why they're still carnal and earthly. That's why their interpretation of Scripture is soulish. It's not heavenly. Correct interpretation of Scripture will always cost you the earthly soul's existence. It will cost you the curse of the fall. Revelation is expensive at the cost of the soul. That's why people can only handle so much revelation before smoke starts to come out their ears because it's burning up the soul if you love God you love the sacrifice of the soul see freedom is the mind the awareness the consciousness free from the soul in the spirit I have come for freedom and freedom to set you free to have life and life more abundantly it is written Freedom is only found in the spirit at the expense and crucifixion of the soul. There's no freedom in the soul, there's no freedom in the flesh. You'll never find it. Every time false Jesus comes around and false Christianity, false gospels, what do they what do they do? Build up the soul, a false freedom of the soul. Yeah they'll even have false ecstasies of the soul there's a false drunkenness of the soul too for you drinkers i've seen that hundreds and hundreds of times they still sin and they have no obedience and loyalty but they like to feel drunk it's like the foolish virgins give us some wine not just oil we want your wine too without a cross you're just thieves stealing when you have a cross oh it's the sheep gate to the father it's producing wine producing wine. Amen. And you want to give wine. It's one thing to come with the good attitude saying, "Oh, I need help. I need ministry." That's not stealing. It's not stealing when you're receiving ministry because you're be you're learning how to produce your own wine and oil out of your own spirit. That's not stealing, that's training. That's discipleship. That's righteousness that's peace that's joy in the holy ghost you're all in that i'm in that still jesus trains me every single day he'll train me forever i'm always going to be a trainee i love it we have a great master jesus christ in heaven and he's training us training for raining with no more braining amen hallelujah it's gonna get easier and easier in your spirit if you can just have faith To sacrifice your heart. If you can understand tonight that the wood, hay, and stubble is the heart, brains, and bones, you'll go far. Because if you have any confidence in the flesh, your heart condemns you. And you have no confidence before God, it is written. Take no confidence in the flesh and know no one after the flesh. The flesh includes the soul know no one after the soul. I don't want to know you after your soul. I want to know you in the deepest parts of you, your innermost being, the eternal part of you. That's the place of pure divinity where there's absolute perfection to glory already in your spirit, even if you're a young spirit, even if you're a brand new spirit, a new creature in Christ. The Bible says, all things are made new in spirit and in truth and it's always worshipful in there now if you can direct the food to the correct place and get the correct teaching or Paul says you'll be destroyed if you receive false teaching carnal religious teaching even charismatic second heavens teaching will destroy you I've seen it destroy most people I mean these people get so weird that they try to save devils now. <laughs> most of the people I started out with have become some of the biggest heretics in Christianity because they're on the right track and you're in the wine cellar and there's so much anointing so the temptation of principalities just overwhelms them. I watch the principalities just overwhelm most of them and most of them now are false teachers. Truth anyhow. False teachers. Absolutely. 100% factual. Do not go that route, all you need to do is keep holding on to your cross. If you're crucified, you ain't going to go anywhere. The Lamb's not going. But if you're getting tempted into places, especially this temptation to get really philosophical and advanced teaching, (laughs) I notice that really screws people up and it confuses them big time. There is a mysticism that has totally annihilated so many people called to live deeply in the spirit. They think that going in the Spirit, and this is part of your training. I believe you'll overcome it. But you come into these places where this mysticism seems like the next level because it's it's really intense stuff. It's like the second heaven's teaching of principalities. It is. That's what it is. And so that's the place you really need to become like little children. That is, it's the exact opposite of what the principalities are tempting to in. I've noticed that over the years. If the principalities are saying one thing, God's saying the exact opposite. I mean, it's just they're always contradicting. What does the Bible say? They contradict the Lord. They contradict Christ. They come in the guise of Christ, but they always contradict Christ. They oppose him, the antagonist of Christ that comes in the guise of Christ, the Antichrist. What does Antichrist mean? False Jesus's, false Holy Spirits, and false Christianity. Yeah. And it's all coming in the appearance of Christianity. The main temptation after you're born again is false Christianity. And you'll, you're going to go through it. You can't avoid it because you're surrounded by enemies in the presence of his feast table and you're gonna learn how to eat the correct diet for spirit only which is eating only the tree of life the discipleship of the cross is learning how to only eat the tree that has his life in it the fruit of that tree the seed of that tree the Word of God from the tree of life it's pure fire it's often more humble than our souls are aware of it's costly only to our pride The only price you pay to live in the heavenly glory is paying the price of giving up your sin. There's no other price to be paid because he's just perfect glory. He did the works. You get engrafted by agreement which is giving up your religiosity. Most people can't do it. Most people won't pay the price. You know what not paying the price is? You trying to pay the price. You trying to pay the price by your kind of brought upon yourself suffering is the guaranteed you're getting into the devil and religion more than Jesus. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. It's a huge temptation because it has the appearance of Christianity. That's one of the most deceiving things young believers get into. False suffering. False holiness. Religion is constantly tricking your mind, but if your mind's crucified you can't be tricked because you can't trick a dead person (laughs) The key is to keep the whole heart as goat crucified to keep the whole brain as goat crucified if you're taught right from the start that we don't feed our souls we don't feed our flesh religious stuff not even talking about immorality or sin or any of that weird stuff of rebellion i'm talking about only spiritual diet with your intentions for spiritual growth if you can keep this straightened out in your life your spirit will always go from glory to glory and your soul and your mind and your bones will follow And your flesh is looking for a leader and the leader is inside your spirit the issue is he's invisible so it requires faith to please him no one comes to God unless they come by faith faith is trusting in the invisible part of you where where Christ dwells Christ in you the hope of realizing the glory in the invisible part of you hallelujah it's the truth anyhow You're connecting to the invisible part of you and you're learning how to sacrifice the visible part of you so you have less and less problems. Mm -hmm. Some of you, I know, you can't keep your eyes off your spouses and you're always frustrated by others. Some of you are always having your eyes on others and so you think this is some kind of burden you have. No, it's a demon you have. It's not a burden you have. You're demonized because your eyes are on not your eternal husband, but your natural husband or your natural wife. That's illegal. That's immoral. Your eyes have to be on Christ so you're an outpouring of divine love no matter who's around you and you can't be discouraged if you're married to Jesus. Now if you're married to some other idea in your head from what the demon said, you're going to be beat up all the time You'll be frustrated. Life is going to suck and be like, you don't know my situation, Brandon. Oh, I do. It's all the same. You can be married to Jesus or something else. And everything else except Jesus is idolatry, including spouses, children. You're not married to your children, but it's an external idolatry. It's a place of fulfillment that you haven't given to Christ. So you're not sharing with your children agape love. You're giving them phileo love, which is blood sucking vampirism. You're actually sucking the blood out of them, making a soul tie with them, so they're going to grow up (laughs) totally screwed up. Yeah, you need to connect them through the sacrifice of all externalism to the river of life. Otherwise, they'll never grow up fine. You have to grow up in the new wine vine. I mean, kids are not meant to be raised in external idolatry to parents. They're meant to be raised by the parent who's the only parent here. God, God's the only parent. The New Testament says you can't be a parent. God is the parent of parents, the father from whom all fatherhood comes. It is written and that includes motherhood. Amen. And if you let God the Father be formed in you, it gets easier because the pressure's no longer on you. The pressure's on the Holy Ghost Yay. to do His Word. And when the Holy Ghost Yay. does His Word in you, guess what comes through and Yay. through? Wisdom! The wisdom of God will come out of you. Wisdom is the ability of the Word when you know the Word and it's empowered by the Holy Ghost. You know, no member of the Bride of Christ lacks wisdom. What makes you members in the clothing of that elevation of resurrection is because you're exceedingly wise. The Bible says that anyone is deficient in wisdom, he should ask of God, and God will give him wisdom like a flood. What's the flood? The Word and the Spirit and the blood are going to just flood you, because you can't overcome without wisdom. The overcomer's gifts, all nine of them, are abilities of wisdom. You can't rule the nations with iron staff without wisdom. It's not possible. How would you do it? What is the rulership of the nations in the Old Testament? Every single time you read it, it's wisdom. Solomon's wisdom, David's wisdom, all of the kings, the judges, the priests, Samuel's wisdom. Without wisdom there is no authority. God doesn't give authority to foolishness. You know what foolishness is? the human Adamic nature in any part of it, especially if you think it's intelligent. If you think there's intelligence in the animal, you are the biggest fool in the world. There is zero intelligence, zero divine intelligence. Now there's diabolical intelligence. There's anti-Christ intelligence. There's the madness of Satan's intelligence and there is the bible does call it a diabolical genius so you can be smart in the devil a lot of people go that direction they say oh i'm going to look smart i'm going to get smart in the flesh they get the goat smart and they become the enemies of the gospel some of them watch joel's bar every day and they're just coming to get the intelligence of god but they're only feeding the goat with it you know that's true jesus christ was surrounded at times with devils and demon-possessed people He called them broods of vipers and they would receive his teaching into their satanic souls they would they would want god's intelligence applied to their selfishness with this secret information we could even rule them more powerfully as ours so revelation has the possibility for the greatest abuse and misuse now lucifer now satan was the covering cherubim or the cherubim of revelation he was the covering cherubim of divine revelation it's true so he knows how to abuse revelation the demonic knows how to abuse divine knowledge the very fall of man and angel Is because of the abuse of divine knowledge isn't that what the Bible says that they the serpent brought some knowledge and they left the glory the freedom and got into knowledge it was an abuse of knowledge that caused the fall it was feeding the flesh things about God a fallen angel illumination instead of a cross You know what the exact opposite of selfish revelation is? People come in, that's why you get a lot of goats too when you get extremely revelatory and prophetic because that revelation is extremely powerful even for the goat. And so it's not all disciples at all. That's why you want to mix in a tremendous amount of the preaching of the cross to get rid of all the goats because they don't want to die. They just want more selfishness. They just want more of the things of God for themselves. They're not interested in God's will. They don't care about the Father's feelings. They're not obedient to the Father's feelings. I mean if they are they're wonderful but honestly a lot of people are absolutely not they just want more knowledge Greeks demand knowledge Hebrews signs and wonders but both are an abomination the Bible says both are sin that's what the evil wicked serpent nature wants the serpents want more knowledge the only knowledge you're gonna get is crucifixion that's why you gotta preach the cross every day if the cross is not coming in then the cost of revelation is not paid if the intentions of the heart are evil and not for the pleasing of the feelings of the father what you need to do is slaughter that person that's what the iron scepter of revelation is for you need to crack them in the head with what jesus said jesus christ said to some of them i will come with the sword of my mouth and destroy you utterly and those that are intimate with the secret revelations of Jezebel, I will throw them on a sickbed. So the Bible says that Jesus will get them sick and then I will destroy her children completely. Revelation 2, it is written, Jesus Christ is going to kill these people. Now, infants in Christ with false gospels, they go nuts when you say those scriptures, but the Bible says that. That's red letters. The the judgments of sickness and death are in Revelation 2 towards those that are going after knowledge, especially divine knowledge, but they don't want the cross. That's the greatest treason because that's what the fallen angels are. Fallen angels are angels of knowledge with no loyalty to God or his feelings. So first and foremost, you must develop a loyalty to the feelings of the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, then knowledge ain't gonna even help you. You get into knowledge before loyalty, you'll always go astray. You'll betray him guaranteed, as we've seen 10,000 flakes already do. I've already seen 10,000 people just no longer care about pleasing the Spirit because of the selfishness of their worldly souls. I have. And, you know, that's why we have so much experience in ministry because the human nature is evil. It's evil. The Bible says that the human heart contemplates wickedness continuously. It's selfishness continuously. It's not considering the feelings of God. The only way the heart considers the feelings of God is if the cross is in there. That's the purity of the heart. The cross is our Savior, it's the throne of the Lamb, the marriage of the Lamb, is the people that are married to the cross so they're only considering the feelings of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit continuously. And that's what chaste virginity actually is, married to one husband. You can't do that naturally. That's not something that can originate in man. That's by someone who hears the word and wants to serve God and please his feelings and applies the cross to the selfish part of them that can never please God. The cross, the Bible says, the cross is what pleased the father. It was his good pleasure to send his son to die on the cross. Why? To purify our thought life. The reason why the Lamb of God, Jesus of Nazareth, in His sacrifice on Calvary was good to the Father yeah! was so it could purify our thought life at a chaste, virgin level. Because what that means now is our sensitivity to the Holy Ghost is perfect. (laughs) Then now I'm not moved by anything except the one Spirit of God that created the heavens and the earth. That's why the sacrifice of the Lamb was acceptable and well pleasing to the Father. The Father absolutely rejoiced in it because it's the only way to get our hearts back into the perfection of the Holy Ghost. And we have a measure of it right now. And that's why we're always exceedingly joyful. That's why we rejoice again and again. We rejoice always and we pray without ceasing we give thanks. These things are automatic in the spirit when the cross is working in the soul. If you can understand real Christianity, the preaching of the cross for the crucifixion of the soul, the wood, hay and stubble of the heart, mind and bones, you can go all the way every day because it's not dependent on the soul. In order to develop the spirit, you have to fully understand the sacrifice of the new covenant sacrificial system is our souls every day. There's always wood, hay, and stubble for the fire. And if it's like a raging furnace here, here, and here, you come around and you can take other people's hearts, minds, and brains because there are people that want to live in the fire of His glory. To live in the fire of His glory, you have to burn your hearts. You have to burn your souls. In <laughs> the burning and the turning and the churning,
1: oh.
0: it comes inside the word they'll be lovers of the word they'll be thirsty and hungry for the word that's the feast table of the lamb the marriage supper of the lamb you've heard a lot of ideas about it but it's simply learning how to eat right for your blood type to have heavenly delight to get out of earth's blight in heavenly flight in the light of his glory and feeding on a greater glory that is burning up your heart, burning up your mind. We're learning how to be priests all the time in the new wine. You're learning how to wine and dine in heaven where there is no leaven. Amen. For you seem readily to endure if a man comes and preaches another Jesus, one that allows the animal to live. Saul's Agog Jesus it's out there a lot of people like that one that's like the bless me club the bless that's the selfish christians the goats and that nature's in us too but we have the cross The, the cross we everyone the bible says that everyone's fallen short of the glory that all are sinners now jesus is not a sinner and jesus doesn't fall short And the application of Jesus' conquering of sin and death on the cross is only by the word crucifying us on the inside. That means we have understanding by dying to the same nature that we're seeing in others. It's less and less hypocritical. Less and less critical. Less and less judgmental. A person with the cross in their heart can't have a critical spirit. Because they know it begins with me. Where's the planks and the specks, Jesus Christ said in the red letters? In our own eyes. Yeah. It's never on them. You're learning agape love is based on only our sacrifice. It doesn't even put a yoke on others.
1: Yeah.
0: It doesn't. If you're putting a yoke on others, you're a hypocrite. Come on. It's not about others. You're not even accountable for their souls. <laughs> you're only accountable for how high did the cross rise in your soul? If you can get your eyes off of others, and put him on the cross he's given to your own heart you're constantly refreshed from the fountain of the lamb within people get all their joy stolen because their eyes are on others you cannot grow in the glory with your (laughs) eyes on others there is no excuse for it. it is evil it is evil for your eyes to be on anything other than the cross which is the throne of the lamb that's what being married to one husband is is that your eyes are nowhere else. Your eyes are always on Him. He's in you by His Word. He's in you by His blood. He's in you by His Spirit. It is written. He's in you. He's always working in you. He's always wanting your eyes. He always wants your senses. If you're malnourished, meaning you're not eating enough prophetic food, hidden manna, why is it hidden? Because it's for the invisible person of the heart. It's hidden. That's the hidden place of the heart. That's the secret place. That's the garden of intimacy with your husband, is your spirit. That's the place where the fruits of the spirit grow. That's a place where the glory increases and intensifies in your innermost being, and out of that place will flow rivers of glory. Out of that place will flow rivers of energy that will lift you up. It's the outflowing of your innermost being that lifts the heart which is spirit and soul. Heart is spirit and soul and it lifts it up and the inner man goes from glory to glory in elevations. But you have to pierce and circumcise the heart. There was no Zion. There was no promised land. It was all wilderness. It was all snakes. It was all death. It was a dry, arid place. It was getting spiritual Egypt out of you when you're physically out of natural Egypt. The wilderness is the place of getting spiritual Egypt out of your invisible part of you, out of your soul, once you're physically delivered from natural Egypt. The Exodus is perfect wisdom in Moses, if we can understand it today. So you come out of all the physical things. You're not living in a crack house. You're not a physical prostitute. But in the wilderness, you're being delivered from spiritual, spiritual prostitution. It's true. The whore of Babylon is the bride coming out of a spiritual wilderness of not understanding the working of fallen angels. She's not going to the strip club. She's not looking at pornography. She's not a natural whore like she was in Egypt. It's a spiritual sin, but that is the perfecting of the thought life that the cross paid a price for that is what the wilderness is it's the perfecting of the spirit it's the perfecting of the soul that's the place where you learn what the cross actually does for you you know we come out of natural egypt which is our salvation experience the crossing of the red red sea so we're not in the overt obvious physical sin anymore you're not in the gangs anymore you're not in all the dumb stuff that unbelievers do. You are now a believer in Jesus. You've crossed the Red Sea. So you're physically transported. Now you live in a safe house. Now you live in a glory house. You have a praise and worship life. But that doesn't mean by any means there is a perfecting of the soul from the Egyptian influence. That stuff the Bible says still lingers. That that atmospheric influence of the soul that's where you need the transforming of the renewing of the mind so that the brain is in a different dimension that takes teaching preaching the prophetic and the apostolic every single day as disciples that's where you really understand the armies of God in marching order in order to obey the word of God and have success in your thought life so zion is the place of the inheritance of those whose thought life come into a chaste virginity how by the word just by hearing the word and believing the word and the word working by its own chaste virgin power chaste virginity of the lamb of god isn't just becoming a nun and taking a vow of celibacy That's not it. That's religion. Chaste virginity is the pure white dove glory. The chaste virginity of the Lamb of God is the brightness of His holy glory. I mean, that's the pleasures at His right hand forevermore. You get to taste that virgin glory, that chaste glory. It is that that you are going after with all your souls. This is why we burn up our hearts and minds knowing that that's available to be fully formed in us. We keep going every day in every way for a greater glory on the inside and on the outside. You know, when you are perfected on the inside, your outside gets perfected automatically. You don't need to perfect the outside. That's religion. You perfect the inside. That's relationship. That's the secret place. That's the garden of the heart. And you live out of the garden all the time so you're not even aware of the outside your eyes are never out there your eyes are always on him your eyes are always in the glory in the back of your eyes you can see the light you're not just looking outward no you have the eyes of Christ they're illuminated by the preaching of the Word of God he illuminates the eyes of the heart which means you can look inward eyes going inward to the heart your mind and the eyes of your mind can look inward into the fire that bright Shekinah glory of Jesus living in you. Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory in you. All you gotta do to realize the glory is put your eyes inward. If they're outward, religion, devils, 100% of the time. If they're inward, oh hallelujah, the hope of realizing the glory. Keep pushing them inward, true prophecy, puts the eyes inside the belly, inside the river. True prophecy, which is inspired preaching, that's what prophecy means, inspired preaching, puts the believer's brain and the eyes of the brain, the flesh, the vision of the flesh down into the glory. The baptism of the glory always happens when the true prophetic is around. Without the true prophetic just forget it because the Bible says glorification only comes by the prophetic word, the rising of the bright morning star in your hearts which is the increase of God's light and glory inside your bodies, the throne room of the heavenly Jerusalem. So it's a steady diet. That's why it's called the marriage supper of the lamb. Because you're married to this reality, this realm, this throne of Jesus on the inside of you. And now you're eating it. Where do you eat it? Through your senses. You eat it in your mind. Your mind's renewed by devouring this stuff on the inside. Just like a sheep, it gorges and it gets overfed and it trances. It gorges, it trances, it lays down, it eats until it passes out. That's what a sheep does. That's a sheep's job. Your job is God will set aside time for you to eat until you're entranced in the living word. Live a lifestyle of rapture, you gotta live a lifestyle of trance. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, which is the rulership of planet earth, we're like those that dream, like dreaming is trance. Amen. And it's not just falling into a trance, it's learning how to live in a state of trance. That's not a possibility. That's the only probability. That's the only way to go from glory to glory in the higher levels of the mountain where you're in a glory trance constantly. Another name for glory trance is fixed vision. One eyed, single eyed dove. Doves can only see singly. Why? Because they're in a love trance. The white dove trance has consumed the senses. The senses are so run by the spirit of glory that you can't be distracted like you were when you were younger in Christ. You're not looking around anymore. You're not influenced by the foul birds anymore because you have a covering of fire. You have a tabernacle of David, which is a covering of the heart of God's very spirit a heart of fire the fire of the father's heart has become your head covering the very helmet of salvation put on the armor of father God amen that's what putting on light is God is light in him there's no darkness at all when you put on the armor of God you're putting on God himself in the very light that he wears not something separate than him him you're putting on him so heat your wearing God. Yeah. Amen? With no wardrobe malfunctions. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Fully covered. No longer naked in the garden. What does it mean to be naked in the garden? Not clothed in the Father. Clothed in religion. Clothed in consciousness of self. Self-protective. Self-promoting. Self-conscious. Selfish. That's the clothing of the animal or the beast because of a lack of cross and usually terrible teaching. Or they don't have a desire to burn. They don't want to be clothed by God. They want to be clothed themselves. That's what sinners are. They will go into the lake of fire and, and experience weeping and gnashing of teeth forever. And you are not to mourn them. It's forbidden to mourn those that have rejected the glory because they have chosen with their hearts Satan. You don't mourn people that choose Satan. That was forbidden in the Bible. They rejoiced that Judas got what he deserved in the book of Acts. But we're so freaking religious, we're mourning Judas. That's not what the apostles did. They're gambling and having fun playing games, picking the next apostle. And they're drunk. <laughs> oh, No one feeling bad for themselves. No victim mentality. Because the glory doesn't focus on losers. The glory don't focus on losers. The glory don't focus on haters. The glory doesn't focus on demons. Doesn't even care what the demons are doing. Just get out of here with that. The glory focuses on what God's doing, the winner, the champion, the great king. Our eyes are nowhere else, our senses are nowhere else. So we're not even involved with the losers, with the betrayers, with the disobedient, with the immoral and the idolatrous and the religious. That's far removed from us. We're not in hell. We don't practice hell. We're in heaven. So we're just looking at God, practicing what God's doing, getting better at it every single day, always encouraged, always blessed always high and lifted up he's imparting fiery coals into your eye sockets that's gonna feel really good you're gonna look at people with blazing eyes of flashing fire yeah the fire of his love be so strong the the very person of Jesus to be on the inside you and him together start looking at people because you're looking at him together you share vision of the potential possibility of other people around you when you're burning in the glory I mean don't I mean when you look at him you get his ability which is omniscience which is having eyes everywhere eyes within eyes wheels of eyes which is all dimensional seeing omniscience it's in the bible there's all verses from the scriptures and the eyes of your heart be illuminated which means you get the eyes of god god is all seeing the bible says he sees everything jesus Saw everything in everyone's hearts. The scripture says that. And you are born of Jesus, of his ability, which means if you develop that in your spirit and get out of your soulish, carnal, goat ability, you begin to see everything. And it's not a judgmental, critical scene, it's not a condemning scene, it's an all loving scene. That's what you have all been given the seer anointing. Amen. I don't understand how anyone can not be a seer and be in the anointing, for the anointing sees all things. I counsel for all of you to buy ISAV so you can see. What is eye salve to see? Now you're looking in the anointing. You're looking at the anointed one, and when you look at the anointing with the anointing oil poured in your eyeballs, yeah. that oil can see everything. That oil is omniscient. That oil is the ability of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit knows everything past, present, and future. You follow the Holy Ghost. You have the most possible perfect life because He's present in the future just trying to get you to obey Him in the present so he's already in the perfection of your future and that's why he's talking to you in your present condition if you can trust and obey you'll have the best possible future and therefore your future is filled with bright hope wisdom says but if you practice folly you disobey the spirit what is foolishness simply disobeying the spirit of Jesus disobeying the light of his glory disobeying the blood and disobeying the word and disobeying the spirit which lifts you into the brightest possible future not your will be done his will be done if you can trust him with your life then you'll have no strife even with your wife amen hallelujah glory amen well, wow. I consider myself as in no way inferior to these precious extra super false apostles.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: but even if I'm unskilled in speaking, yet yeah, I am not unskilled in revelation. I know what I am talking about. We have made this evident to you in all things. But did I perhaps make a mistake and do you a wrong in debasing and cheapening myself so that you might be exalted and enriched in dignity and honor and happiness by preaching God's gospel without expense to you? It hurt them that Paul was not taking up offerings. (laughs) because it cheapened the gospel. They didn't value the expense of the word. That's what he's saying. Other churches I have robbed oh, by holy. accepting more than their share of support for my ministry from them in order to serve you. And when I was with you and ran short financially, I did not burden any of you. For what I lacked was abundantly made up by the brethren who came from Macedonia. Woo. Macedonia! Holy! Come on. Amen. Hey, So I kept myself from being burdensome to you in any way and will continue to keep myself from being so as the truth of Christ is in me this my boast of independence shall not be debarred silenced or checked in the regions of Achaia most of Greece and why because I do not love you do not have a preference for you wish you well and regard your welfare God perceives and knows that I love you but what I do I will continue to do for I am determined to maintain this independence in order to cut off the claim of those who would like to find an occasion and incentive to claim that in their boasted mission they work on the same terms that we do. For such men are false apostles, (coughs) spurious counterfeits, deceitful workmen masquerading as apostles, special messengers of Christ the Messiah. And it is no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. 2 Corinthians 11:15. So it is not surprising if his servants also masquerade as ministers of righteousness. What are, what are Satan's sons? Ministers of righteousness. That's what Paul says. They're ministers of Christianity. The sons of the devil are the Christian leaders, the Bible says. Not my words. Apostle Paul's words in the Bible. But their end will correspond with their deeds. I repeat then, let no one think I have lost my wits, but even if you do, then bear with a witless man so that I too may boast a little. What I say by way of this confident boasting I say not with the Lord's authority by inspiration, but as it were in pure witlessness. For since many boasts of worldly things and according to the flesh, I will glory boast also for you readily and gladly bear with the foolish, since you are so smart and so wise. <laughs> Divine sarcasm. For you endure it if a man assumes control of your souls to make slaves of you, or devours your substance, or spends your money and preys upon you, or deceives and takes advantage of you, or is arrogant and puts on airs, or strikes you in the face. To my discredit I must say, we have shown ourselves too weak for you to show such tolerance of us and for us to do strong courageous things like that to you. But in whatever any person is bold and dares to boast, mind you, I am speaking in this foolish witless way. I also am bold and dare to boast. They are Hebrews, so am I. They are Israelites, so am I. They are descendants of Abraham, so am I. Are they ministering servants of Christ the Messiah? I am talking like one beside himself, but I am more. (laughs) With far more extensive and abundant labors, with far more imprisonments, beatings with countless stripes, and frequently at the point of death.
1: <laughs>
0: Five times I received from the hands of the Jews 40 lashes, all but one. Three times I have been beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I have been aboard a shipwrecked at sea. A whole night. I love this one, <laughs> a whole night and a day I have spent adrift on the deep, drifting on driftwood out in the ocean.
1: In the ocean.
0: That's part of the apostolic calling, amen. Yeah. Many times on journeys exposed to perils from rivers, perils from rivers. perils from bandits, perils from my own nation, perils from the Gentiles, perils in the city, perils in the desert places, perils in the sea, perils from these posing as believers but destitute of Christian knowledge and piety, in toil and hardship Watching often through sleepless nights and hunger and thirst, frequently driven to fasting by want and cold and exposure and lack of clothing, and besides those things that are without, there is the daily inescapable pressure of my care and anxiety for all the churches, for the welfare of every believer's spirit growing, who is weak. And I do not feel his weakness, who is made to stumble and fall and have his faith hurt. And I am not on fire with sorrow or indignation. If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my infirmity, of the things by which I am made weak and contemptible in the eyes of my opponents. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ knows, he who is blessed and to be praised forevermore, that I do not lie in Damascus the city governor acting under King Ariadus, guarded the city of Damascus on purpose to arrest me and I was actually let down in a rope basket or a hamper through a window a small door in the wall and I escaped through his fingers true there is nothing to be gained by it But as I am obliged to boast, I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows, was caught up to the third heaven. And I know that this man, whether in the body or away from the body, I do not know, God knows, was caught up into paradise and he heard utterances beyond the power of man to put into words which man is not permitted to utter of this same man's experiences I will boast. (laughs) But of myself personally I will not boast except as regards to my infirmities or my weaknesses. Should I desire to boast I shall not be a witless braggart for I shall be speaking the truth but I abstain from it, so that no one may form a higher estimate of me than is justified by what he sees in me or hears from me." (laughs) Hallelujah. And to keep me from being puffed up and too much elated by the exceeding greatness preeminence of revelations. The exceedingly greatness of revelations, in order to not get puffed up by it, there was given to me a thorn, a splinter in the flesh or a cross. A messenger of Satan to rack and buffet and harass me to keep me from being excessively exalted. All you need for all that is the cross. To not get puffed up with having revelation just stay crucified use your cross every day that's your own personal altar for your own souls otherwise the teaching will always puff you up into pride and you go astray even if you're taught well if you're taught well with no cross you'll still be deceived and damned three times i called upon the lord and besought him about this and begged that it might depart from me but he said to me my grace my favor and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you sufficient against any danger and enables you to bear the trouble manfully for my strength and power are made perfect fulfilled and completed and show themselves most effective in your weakness therefore I will all the more gladly glory to say, gladly glory. I will gladly glory in my weaknesses and infirmities that the strength and power of Christ the Messiah may rest, yes, may pitch a tent over and dwell upon me. A dwelling tent of the glad glory. Amen? So for the sake of Christ, I am well pleased and take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, perplexities, distresses, for when I am weak in human strength, that I am truly strong in a total annihilation of the soul, for the spirit to be glorified. Amen. Then am I truly strong, able, powerful, in divine strength. See, he's a zero soul, Zero wood, hay, and stubble. Zero heart, mind, and flesh. All spirit, all grace, all glory. He's teaching the transfiguration of the spirit of what you'll go through and the reactions of things around you. As you're transfigured in spirit from glory to glory, the whole outside of you will be annihilated. Annihilation of the soul. Amen? That's what sanctification actually is. Now I have been speaking like a fool, but you forced me to it, for I ought to have been saved the necessity and commended by you, for I have not fallen short one bit or proved myself at all inferior to those superlative false apostles of yours, even if I am nothing and nobody. Indeed the signs of an that indicated genuine apostle were performed among you fully. And most patiently in miracles and wonders and mighty works for in what respect were you put to a disadvantage in comparison with the rest of the churches unless it was for the fact that I myself did not burden you with my financial support pardon me for doing you this injustice (laughs) at that time we'll just take up the offering we don't want to do that injustice to you amen That's true. For now the third time I am ready to come to visit you and I will not burden you financially for it is not your money that I want but you for children are not duty bound to lay up store for their parents but parents for their children. But I will most gladly spend myself and be utterly spent for your souls. If I love you exceedingly, am I to be loved by you the less? If they're soulish, yes. If you love them more and they're soulish and unspiritual, they will love you less. 100% of the time. We need a spiritual mirror because the Spirit is a mirror of what it receives from the Spirit. If we minister the Spirit, your Spirit can mirror it right back and it's an easy, equal yoke. You are to be equally yoked with the apostles and prophets. That's how you're married to Christ on earth, actually. It's true. Nobody followed God or walked with God unless they walked with the spiritual leaders of their day. There's not one instance of it anywhere in the Bible. If you are walking with God, you're close to the prophets in every generation. I've never seen anybody walk with God that didn't walk with the prophets. There's no generation that did righteousness in God's eyes unless they honored the prophets, walked with the prophets, obeyed the prophets, and rewarded the prophets. (laughs) Amen. Amen. We must do that in this generation. We must get closer and closer to the ones God has anointed it's true and then you'll have unity the brethren then you have the body of christ illuminated in your minds and you're not all trying to be super apostles false (laughs) apostles which is false leaders but if we walk with the ones tested tried and true sent from God, sent from god to help me and you we'll make it through and it's a lot easier when you're honoring the ones god sent What's the believer's job? To believe in the one God. Who did God send? You understand that apostle means sent? You don't believe in Jesus unless you believe the apostles. You don't at all. There's no actual faith unless you believe the apostolic in your generation of 2022. That's what the false Christians are into. They're into just... It's a, it's a form of dishonor to God, but they're pretending to honor through an, an actual unanointed leadership. The true test of walking with God is honoring and loving the ones sent from God. And it's not to puff me up or any other leader up. It's biblical precedence. It's biblical new covenant. It's heavenly order. The heavenly Sanhedrin. The 24 elders. Amen. Unless you're walking with the elders of the heavenly, it doesn't mean they're old. It just means that they're spiritually mature living as spirits, which is practicing righteousness. Practicing righteousness is actual maturity, which means they live entirely as spirit. And there's no carnal mixture, there's no animal. The animal never rules over them because it's killed through and through by practicing righteousness. We want to get everyone into eldership, which is maturity,
1: which is practicing
0: your spirit. In order to do that, your spirit has to become more real to you than your bodies. And most of you are not there. But the preaching and the closeness to the prophetic, the prophetic from the prophets is what causes your spirit to be made more real to you than your body. Then you can mature into eldership, amen. And you want to grow into that place and be established as bishops, as elders. The apostles, John is appointing bishops and elders in his epistles. He's talking about bishops and elders in 2 John, 3 John. Talking about bishops and elders, leaders, other people establishing divine government over territories. But we need people matured in the spirit, honoring maturity in the spirit that has gone ahead of them, as we've always done here in this ministry. But most people have not done to this ministry yet because they don't understand it. Because the prophetic is too confusing to the animal mind. We're going to come into a place of fire where people can understand righteousness, which is living as the new creature, living as spirit. Then there will be great honor, actually double honor. People will understand the message there won't be a disgrace of like the Bible says the mouth of the beast or the carnal Christian was given the ability to speak and blaspheme for a time a carnal Christian can only blaspheme because they don't have their mind renewed it's not the spirit talking the spirit honors his own maturity because he's fathered them into maturity if the person's brain is not controlled by the spirit by the renewing of the inside of the garden of the heart they can't honor maturity they'll dishonor it because they're full of satanic pride pride doesn't honor the prophets pride murders them and cuts them in half pride kills the prophets And so we got a lot of people full of satanic pride. That's why you need the cross in your life and you begin to crucify it, terrorize it in yourself and outpour that crucifying fire from the cross in your heart towards the pride in yourself and in others. You cleanse the pride out of others as you cleanse it in yourself. That's why they're irritated. That's why they're privately messaging you. That's why they're concerned. Because you're attacking their devils and all the devil's nests, like rats' nests, that they've built up in the heart. The fire of God is attacking the stubble. The wood hand stubble is the building of demons in the soul. And so we just destroy all the works of the devil, it's just the building of the devil. The devil built a house through the soul. Building in the soul realm is diabolical. Most Christians do it. It's strange far, It's dead works. It's works but it's dead because it's dead because it builds in the soul. Living works works in the spirit. They go on living forever because the Holy Spirit builds the house and the laborers don't labor in vain. We need to transition in our minds to only spirit works and no more soulish works unless the spirit works i will not do something unless the holy ghost reveals it to me spiritually through revelation we're revelation led sapphire pavement prophecy led revelation led unless we have the authorization from a work from the throne of the father you'll never get us to do it not speak for myself, but it's not for everyone, but we're getting everyone into the place of maturity. My standard is not everyone's standard. Other people have different standards. Other people deal with different stuff in their different maturities. But my standard is I'm not going to move unless the Father moves me by His own power, and it's not a stubbornness. It's a stubbornness against sin, religion, strange fire. That's really healthy that you should not be easily moved to works like Martha who did not love the Lord, that did not know the Lord, that had a religious form that denied the Lord intimacy. Strange fire rejects divine love. Divine love requires crucifixion of your works. If you're the worker, there's no love. The divine love is unknown to you. Divine love is the cross that crucifies the working part of the mind and the hand where Jezebel was left. The dogs didn't eat the brain. The dogs didn't eat the hand. And where's 666 Jezebel written in the New Testament? The head and the hand. What is it? Strange fire. It's the pr- false prophetic or the charismatic fluff of iniquity of dead works that come out of the own energy of the brain and the hand that pretend to be charismatic Christianity everywhere. Well, it's death it has nothing to do with the kingdom. It wasn't authorized by God. That's where the cross needs to be preached into the head and the hand and kill it. The new covenant is crucifying the head and hand that were left from Ahab's dogs, Ahab's horses, and the trampling of his three horses on Jezebel's body. It destroyed her whole body. Dogs ate her whole body, but they left the head in the hand. All that we're warring against our last arch nemesis, which is what we're dealing with here the last 10 years, and probably for the next 10 years. This is different. Angelic stuff is different than just the quick fix on your checklist in the natural realm. This is spiritual systems that encompass millions and millions of people. So this is a long term work. But you're going to be taking down the head and the hand of Jezebel which will in turn establish the kingdom age. The last principality to be devoured before the rulership of the sons of God that will rule for decades before Jesus returns will be Jezebel. That is what your maturity is for and it has to come with the total annihilation of strange fire in the head and the hand. That's the last thing to be devoured is dead works. That's almost everything you deal with in charismatic Christianity. It's true. We don't even know what it looks like to live in the kingdom. We have ideas and opinions but we're gonna get really slaughtered and really burnt out live as seraphim. You'll live like the angels. That's not my opinion. That's scripture. Luke chapter 20 angel like sons of the resurrection children of God. Which means they will live like the angels. That's what the Bible says when a person steps into maturity. They're not living in the dirt. They're not living in the earth. They're not good Christians. They're good angels. The Bible says they're not good Christians. The Bible says they're good seraphim. They're good cherubim. They're good Ophanim. They're good angels. When you start to live angelically in the goodness of the glory, in the angelic sphere, actual maturity is here. Fully angelic. And now who are the workers at the end of the age for the great harvest of the end times? Angels, 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 which is your spirit, your spirit, your spirit. And every other part of you burning, which is what the inspired word of God, the preaching of the cross, the inspiration, the word full of fire, is to slaughter the animals in their heads and hands, not unbelievers. Believers' heads. Believers' hands. Jezebel ain't wrestling you externally. Jezebel's wrestling you in your souls internally. You kill her by the crucifying power of the word of God. Then the outpouring of the headship, the headship of the body, Christ, the mind of Christ is all that's left. There'll be no more carnal mindedness, no more consciousness of self, no more self-Christianity self-protection promotion all of that selfishness which is all jezebel's head all that burnt away and what is the head that remains the head that is christ building each other up into the head that is christ that is written which is the annihilation of the last principality jezebel her head is disintegrated the mind of the beast disintegrated the mind of christ is all that's going to remain on your shoulders by the continual feast of the cross the bride of the cross And guess what the head has for a hand? All the power of the Holy Spirit. The hand of the head is the Spirit of God. Not your hand. God's right hand. God's right hand is the seven blazing torches before your throne as you're enthroned in the cross in the Lamb. The bride of the Lamb is enthroned in the Lamb. Revelation 4 is your future. All the works of the true prophetic is to get you enthroned into the experience of what Jesus is experiencing on the throne right now with the seven burning torches before his throne which is his extended outright right hand upon the earth. The rulership of the earth through the fire of God. Amen. That's your future. That is the rulership of the Bride of Christ, Mary to the Lamb. And it's just going to take, keep feasting, keep drinking, enjoying the fire today. Really the enjoyment of what the Spirit's doing, burning up the head and the hand, is how you just keep practicing the presence. It's the practicing of a greater joy in the fire. Glory to glory is joy to joy. Growing in the anointing is growing in the oil of joy. If the happiness of the slaughter of the animal isn't there, you need to go back into the spirit and get a new fresh revelation, a blueprint for spiritual growth. If your personality is not getting glorified in joy and you're frustrated and angry, the demon has you. The demon has captured your mind in Babylon and hung your harp on a willow tree, which is a weeping tree. That's why you're sad and depressed and you're just missing the mark. So you have to go back, which is repent, return to your first love, where is he? In your spirit, through your heart. So you might need the Word of God to chop through your heart to return to your first love because you filled it with the word of the devil, religious words, the false prophetic, the red dragon, words of selfishness and pride, all that will have to get Like if a well gets full of snakes, that's how they tried to attack Israel in the Old Testament. They would fill the well with dirt and with sand and with scorpions and snakes, which is your communication with God in your belly. So that your heart now is polluted, so you can't tap into God. And it's called bewitchment. That's what Jezebel does when you get into carnal head Christianity. It pollutes the heart so you can't ever find him in your own spirit anymore. And you're just totally gone to the devil the rest of your Christian life. It's Christian necromancy really and it's everywhere in the charismatic church everywhere so you have to undig the heart get through the scorpions the snakes and all the dust of the earth many shall arise from the dust of the earth and they're gonna rediscover the ancient well which is the spirit that God has placed in you with unlimited living water outpouring in your personal revival all you have to do is undig the well and discover him within the woman at the well. She found him within and she never thirsted again. Fotini, Light. There is light in you that you have not tapped into yet. That you have never known. There will be an undigging through the soil of the heart and discover a greater glory that's awaiting your mind to tap into. Your mind has to tap into Christ in you to realize a greater glory, not a one-time realization of glory, an ever-increasing realization of glory from glory to glory as the mind is constantly renewed by Christ in you, in your spirit, and a greater glory flowing through you every day. Until your whole head is just shining with light. You just close your eyes and it's its literally bright inside my skull all the time. It's always bright in here. Lights are always on because I'm connected to my spirit. And I just keep the dust out. I don't listen to the bad report that would put dust in my heart. I don't listen to anything other than the Father and the Father through circumcised hearts. So you don't have any demonic influence. You don't. (laughs) Demonic influence only comes by making yourself vulnerable to word systems. Listening. You only get demonic influence by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Well, so does unbelief come by hearing the word of the devil. You have to be trained in doubt and unbelief by religious demons to hate the Holy Spirit and the things of the glory and the sons of God and freedom. You have to be trained diabolically. There's a Christian diabolic training <laughs> against the things of God's glory. We've dealt with it every day in ministry and we're not bitter about it. It comes with the territory. The devil has tried to corrupt and counterfeit everything of the sons of God because he wanted to be a son of God. That's why the angels fell, so that's why it's the most attacked and corrupted area of true maturing out of Technon into Wios. From carnal Christians into spiritual angelic Christians greater than archangels, inability and power, inability and power of these ones the archangels love to work with. They are enthralled with energy to work with spiritual beings. I'm talking about beings now. This is far beyond angelic, but it's angelic because it's invi- invisible angel-like creatures. Beings of light. You know, God's called a being. Not, It's not really an angel, but it's an angel type thing because it's an invisible creature. But it's an, a being. Father. Hebrews 1, Father God is a being of light and you're born of his sperm you are a being not a doing a being a being of light and as you repent of the doing and get into the being you go from glory to glory and that's what angelic beings do they release all the glory that's what commanders of angel armies, or sons of God, weos of God, or the 144,000 of New Israel of Revelation do, they command by being light. They are light beings. Not a new age concept. That's a perversion from demons trying to steal sonship again because that's why the angels fell. They want to be sons. This is biblical Christianity. You get to be a light being because that's who your heavenly father is. You get to be a being of Shekinah glory. Not star children, morning star children. Not light workers, glory workers. You get to be the glory. You get to be the light of the world. Amen? A city of of light beings and work in the true light, release the true light, and just completely destroy all the false light in the world that deceives the nations. And then nations will stream what? Into your brightness when you believe and know and practice and experience constantly the light of your being. Not the light of your striving. Not the light of your wanting and even the de- want, the desiring, what you were created as. You don't even have to try. You just have to be and agree with the Holy Ghost and get the devil out of you that's stealing your inheritance. Amen. As soon as the devil goes out, they brighten big time. We see stuff come out of people every day and they're a different personality the rest of their lives. Yeah, there's hope for many of your deliverances
1: <laughs>
0: your personality is going to sweeten it's going to get brighter inside your body, so you do need deliverance it's not even a question you, it's just how much deliverance you need and it's an exciting thing because each degree of the world or the, the dullness and the dimness of all external things, the dust of the earth, as it comes off your spirit, your spirit's revealed, the revealing of the sons of God is the revealing of, of the light beings, the revealing of God's glory. Amen. And thank you for Father God bringing forth beings of light to rule this world in sonship. Amen. And so we've told you it has to consume the head and hand of Jezebel. It has to consume your brain and your hand and all the strength of man and all the strength and intelligence of man. That is not optional. You don't get the morning star until head and hand go and burn away. There's just zero chance. The overcomer's gifts are overcoming certain things must be overcome in order to have these abilities of the Shekinah glory. (laughs) The abilities of the Shekinah glory is different facings of the fall. You've Different facings of the fall. You will all face it. You have no choice. In order to walk in the resurrection, you will have to confront the things that made you fall. And you'll overcome them by the blood of the Lamb, the word of your testimony, not loving your life even unto death, Revelation 12, 11. you got the ability to overcome. You just need to rely on Christ in, you, in your spirit. And a lot of time you have to go back to the feast table, you're like, I am not strong enough to go to that elevation yet. I don't have the scepter, I'm not seated on the crown, The, the crown of glory is not resting on my head, I'm not fried in the glory, if I close my eyes it's not brighter than the noonday sun, I'm underfed, so I need to go back and feast and eat the prophetic word hours and hours a day until I'm so well fed that all these things work in my life by the Word. The Word is the promise working in our spirit to get brighter than the flesh, brighter than all the stars of the second heavens. Creation's only going to rejoice when you come forth in the morning star that created the stars. The glory light that created the natural light It has to be fully formed in you in the true light of the Creator that created all creation. And that's what you're growing in. And that just will cost you all the deception of the lesser lights that you're practicing in your souls currently, which is measurable deceptions. And they're all gonna burn. Let's say it's all gonna burn. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. No Joel's bar
1: tomorrow.
0: Here's why. My 100-year-old grandfather was asked by the Minnesota Twins to raise the flag at the Twins Stadium. Wow. So they gave our whole family free Twins tickets. Wow, nice. yeah, that's nice. yeah, they're honoring him for Veterans Day. Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. So I love my grandpa. We're going to go out there to the Twins and and just honor my 100-year-old grandpa. It'll probably be on TV if you watch the (laughs) Minnesota Twins. That'll be awesome. We're going to have a lot of fun. So the game's at 7 o'clock tomorrow. So no Joel's Bar tomorrow. We'll be back Saturday. Bless you guys. If you'd like to give an offering, click the links in the description. We love you so much. We pray for you and your house to be blessed and flooded with glory. Blessed and flooded with angels. Breaker anointing, breakthrough. All of these promises are yes and amen for your spirit. They will work for you and transform you and change you and completely clear out the atmosphere of your region and give you heaven on earth in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll see you Saturday. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> amen. <Thank you>. Glory. <laughs>